Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today we are stopping in Canada to speak to Mark Riel. Mark spent 24 years as a math and economics teacher and has just published a book called Age Decoded, a speculative fiction novel regarding genetic engineering. So Mark, welcome. Thank you, Lucia. It's a it's an honor and a pleasure to be on your show, the, the Relatable Voice. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So, Mark, you are from Hamilton, Ontario, correct? Hamilton is a it's a city, but it's right near Toronto, Ontario. It's a little west of Toronto, Ontario, also on Lake Ontario in in Ontario, Canada. I was living in Florida and went to Toronto once to escape Hurricane Irma. And the stereotype of Canadians being so welcoming was so true. And what's your favorite thing about being Canadian? Uh, well, it's very, um, it's very multi-ethnic, uh, especially in the area here in Ontario. So we have all sorts of cultures, um, Chinese, Korean, African-American, um, it's just, it's endless. So if you go to Toronto, for example, the, the possibilities for eating in restaurants is just, it's, it's, it's endless. And uh, so it's, it's, it's a nice part of Canada seeing these different, um, the multicultural aspect, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And you spent 24 years teaching math and economics and then dived into the world of genetic engineering. So how did you discover you were interested in this field? Right. Well, Lucy, I do, uh, I'm a competitive triathlete. So with the swimming, biking and running. Um, and uh, so I don't compete against the professionals because I'm uh, 60 years old. So in that category, I'm in the 60 to 65 year old category. It's all age group uh, to make it fair. Right. So anyway, I, I, I discovered at the world championships in Lausanne, Switzerland, a couple of years ago, that people in my age group are, they're maniacs. They're really, they're very, very intense athletes. And they, um, I was at a bar having a couple of drinks with a couple of them afterwards. And, and one fella was 64 years old and the other fella sitting next to me was 60 years old. And the 64 year old said to the 60 year old, you have such an advantage. Like they actually can tell the difference that four years from 60 to 64 uh, in how their bodies uh, are and how strong they can be. Uh, so, you know, a lot of your listeners will understand, especially as they grow old, that um, your performance will start to drop off. Like you're, you know, you can't run as fast or things like that. Um, I was very interested in that trying to maintain peak performance. And I started reading about aging and uh, I discovered that there's a lot of um, very strong research going on right now in Europe, Japan, the United States about um, genetic engineering uh, being used to possibly stop and maybe even reverse human aging. Yeah, it looks like genetic engineering is a real thing now. And Mark, you have just published your first book titled 
age decoded. For our listeners who are not so familiar with this area, could you explain to us what exactly genetic engineering entails? Right. Uh, well, in a good example is in 2020, the Nobel Prize in, in, in chemistry went to um, two female researchers, um, one from the United States, Jennifer Dudna, and one from Europe. Uh, and her name is Emmanuel Charpentier. And so they teamed up and they created, they, they didn't create, but they perf almost perfected, they really improved a method of genetic engineering known as CRISPR engineering. I'm not going to say what CRISPR stands for. It's quite a polysyllabic mess, but uh, it's, it's basically a technique that can be used by scientists and, and medical people to, um, to alter the DNA, um, the genetic DNA code of any living being, whether it's a human or a, a mosquito or a, a, a plant. Um, they can actually go in there and just like you would edit uh, something you're writing, you know, you go in there and change it alter it and, and save it. And uh, so you can even reverse the changes uh, with this CRISPR uh, genetic engineering technique. So it's very powerful. Uh, it's, it's a huge, huge um, breakthrough in science. And I, I think in humanity, because when, when you edit, change the DNA of a, say a human, you are literally changing their, uh, their fundamental um, structure it's not like nurturing them you're lit you're changing their nature their very nature of that person and when are we going to start using it it's being used now they say actually for example with covid with the covid virus they've used uh, crispr to perfect some methods to fight covid they've already used that um they're using it i can give you an example uh with uh i think i mentioned mosquitoes um in florida right now they've just genetically modified some mosquitoes and they're releasing them into the florida keys environment to um to wipe out these other mosquitoes that carry diseases so they, they they've genetically modified these mosquitoes so they can't carry the disease and they will wipe out the other mosquitoes um the, the there's a lot of genetic engineering going on right now testing with um a lot of horrible diseases like huntington's alzheimer's um uh, cystic fibrosis these are diseases that are you know as with a lot of things physical with humans are based on genetics and if they can change the genetics they can they can actually eradicate some of these horrible diseases Yes, and I see that the applications of this field are growing each day. One example is the production of insulin for diabetes patients. Yeah, yeah. So there's the possibilities are endless, uh, and it's not just um, physical things. Uh, you can, as you know, a lot of uh, personality and behavior is based on our, our genetic makeup too. So for example, something like attention deficit disorder or depression or chronic pain, these are all things that are fair game there right now. They're researching chronic pain. Uh, they found uh, a number of genes that are um, involved with chronic pain uh, in the university of Glasgow, Scotland. And uh, they also overlap with a lot of genes that are uh, involved with depression. And actually, interesting, they found that males and females, they're completely, they're almost completely separate genes for the males and females for chronic pain. They're, they seem, that's not the case in a lot of things, but for chronic pain, they are. Um, 
bipolar disorder, which is another horrible affliction uh, in New York. They're researching that right now. And they, and they found, I think they found about 70 genes that are associated with that, but they're also, there's some overlap with that and schizophrenia and depressions. So maybe 10 or 20 genes overlapping. So it's not so simple, like these genes just do this and these, these genes do that. There's a lot of overlap. It's very complicated, but um, with powerful computers and scientific analysis, they right now are using CRISPR uh, in the research. Yeah. That's so impressive. That sounds like sci-fi movies. And Mark, we already have made a lot of progress to rejuvenate our outer appearance, especially in terms of skin cells. Do you believe that we are on the path of being able to rejuvenate or reverse the aging of our inner organs? Yeah, I, I think so. Now, there's some other technologies involved in that, and I'm not as um, up on that. I, mean, I think one is called uh, uh, cloning totipotency, where you literally can regrow an organ like some other species can. There's a lot of research going on that too. But on genetic engineering, it'd be more like um, stopping aging. Let's say if you could stop aging, then all the diseases that come with old age would also be stopped. A lot of people think of aging as a disease. I don't necessarily see it that way. I see it as part of natural life. But if you see disease as age as a disease uh, and you're a scientist, a genetic engineer, you might want to just eradicate it. And that and my book is a lot about that. So well, this is interesting. I want to check out your book, of course. And the older I get, the better I feel emotionally. But obviously, not everyone feels better physically as they get older. Right. Yeah? Right. right. Example before. So, how will this technology affect athletic performance? Yeah, well, it's it's going to affect athletic performance. There's, uh, I was reading a, a book that just came out by a, a great Canadian scientist. Her name is uh, Francois Bellis, and she wrote a book. Just came out, Harvard University Press, called Altered Inheritance, and it's a nonfiction, whereas my book is a fiction. But her nonfiction, um, Francois Bellis, she talks about that how we can use some um, genetic engineering to treat people with disease. And most people would sort of agree with that. That's okay. That's a good thing. There wouldn't be too much moral argument about that. But then also genetic engineering could be used to um, enhance um, people. So make them stronger, faster, bigger, even hair color, eye color, uh, intelligence, creativity. But uh, on the athletic front, it would be faster, stronger. And so um and I don't know how easy it's going to be to control that because, you know, with uh, steroids right now, we are not athletes are not supposed to take steroids. And, and there's a, you know, the world anti-doping agency is very strong on that. But still, there are athletes who will take steroids and amateurs and professionals. And um, it's going to be tough to control genetic engineering in athletics. It's going to be very tempting, I would say on that yeah yeah i agree with you and mark your book and the work that you do centers around the future of humanity i have mixed feelings regarding the future of humanity i'm very hopeful always hopeful and positive of what we can accomplish and yet we still have to solve the inequality that comes with it Money is an important part of this progress, you know, Mark. 
So what does the future of humanity look like to you? Mm. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the critical question. Um, so far in 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 history, mankind or humans have um, done a pretty good job nurturing each other. We're we're not great. We've had wars and horrible events, but we've progressed like medically and physically and education systems and transportation systems. We we really have progressed in life expectancy and all sorts of things. Uh, so, but that's nurturing. That's the nurture side of humanity. That that's gone all right. But what you're mentioning, humanity, with the um, genetic engineering, it's not nurturing. It's literally nature. You're, we're going to be changing the human nature, and all bets are off uh, in terms of what could be altered in terms of populations or people, humans or others, even other life forms. Um, so we're going to change human nature. So humanity is um at risk i think um i i'm trying to stay positive because and in my book uh even though it's a bit apocalyptic it's um it has a fairly nice ending if you can <laughs> so just to let you know it's not all dark um uh-huh. but um and I, I feel the same way about genetic engineering it's a little like um nuclear technology nuclear technology when it came out it, obviously it has some fantastic applications like here in ontario in canada we are one of the few jurisdictions in the world that almost uses we use no cold coal and we almost all of our uh, energy is renewable coming from nuclear and hydroelectric um we're, we're real leaders there so nuclear has done some good things for the world but it has that other side with you know perhaps being used uh, for uh for war or for uh for weapons and uh the world has tried. We've 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 actually done a pretty good job of controlling. We've we have had the bomb used a couple of times in World War II, but the nuclear non-proliferation non-proliferation treaty uh, after the war, and also the recent treaty um, of uh, the prohibition of nuclear weapons, and the uh, the World Nuclear Agency Atomic Agency for controlling weapons has done pretty well. Also, the nuclear suppliers group. So. Genetic engineering is going to be like that. We're going to have to try to control it using whatever mechanisms we can and keep it positive. Keep it, you know, let do good things for society. And I, I'm pretty confident we will, but I do worry about things like uh, bioterrorism and that. They they are possible with this technology. I worry about it as well. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at and Mark, some people say that aging is the meaning of life. Why do you think people are so afraid of getting older? Yeah, I, in my mind, growing old uh, is a beautiful thing, I, I, even though it can be frustrating. Uh, I have one character in my novel and, and uh, who uh, he's 76 years old and he's he has chosen to stop aging as in my novel everybody can pick to to stop aging and he chose he chose it so he's sort of stuck 
uh, and like he says, I'm at the precipice of death. I'm, I'm so old and frail, but I can't die. You know, like I'm sort of like, I'm just looking at death and he did he act, very soon after choosing, he doesn't like it. He, he's just not, um, comfortable with the idea of living forever in that state. Um, I have two parents right now who are, um, in their eighties and they're frail. My father is fighting cancer and my mother's have some health problems too, but they're alive and they're alive and kicking and we love them just as much and uh in, in my book um that whole idea of aging uh once they stop it, it the characters in there and that's the nice thing about dudes fiction instead of non-fiction you can really get inside the heads of the characters how they're imagining how they're feeling and reacting to all these changes and uh, they discover that uh aging uh death uh generations because remember if you stop dying you're not going to have generations you're going to be young you won't have young people you won't have old people anymore everybody's going to be about 25 years old right especially if you can reverse aging so everybody comes back to the ideal age 25 30 so you don't have you're not going to have many young children anymore you're not going to have generations you're not going to have grandparents grandchildren and that they 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 find out eventually in my book that they're missing a lot of things um human very human things yeah, and it would be very sad but well, market for anti-aging creams and products will collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a quote for you, Mark. Sure. From Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay, great. He said, the longer I live, the more beautiful life becomes. Do you agree with this? Yeah. Um, well, he was the architect, right? The... Um, yeah, and I, I think if you can create something like he's he's created a lot of beautiful, magnificent structures, um, and he's and he, as he lives longer and dies, his legacy will always be there. All, all those things that he created and did, uh, all these aesthetic structures and, and effects that he had on other people, they're gonna, they're going to continue. Uh, they're they're permanent. That's his legacy. So. Um, you know, uh, now I guess he's saying that as he's living, he's still feeling more and more fantastic. And that, that's, that's, that's great. Um, but I think part of it is that he's creating things and he knows he's doing a great job. Uh, there, there's another quote I'll throw back at you. And it's that, um, basically says, um, the importance of life is, is never going to be the dollars that you earn. It's going to be the, uh, the lives that you impact. Mm, that's beautiful from, from 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 anonymous mark what else would you like to accomplish in your life well uh, i am i am writing another book right now it's a non-fiction um i never thought i would write a fiction book i just i don't know i've done a lot of non-fiction writing but um here I am doing a fiction, I published a fiction book, but I would like to do a nonfiction book. So I'm working on what right now about my running and training with my daughter, who's also an athlete. So we sort of have this um, bonded relationship where I'm her coach, but I'm also her father and I'm also her um, training partner. So that's three levels of relationship which is uh, sometimes challenging because, um, uh, you know, when you're coaching and you're also a father, you don't want to favor her over other athletes and stuff like that. And, and when you're training with her, uh, you want to make sure she gets what's best for her. It's not what's best for you. So uh, I'm, I'm, I've written a book about that. Um, 
and I'm thinking about publishing. It's pretty personal, but it's nonfiction. Uh, and I'm also would like to do a, um, an, a sequel to this book. And then I also do some acrylic art. So I'd like to continue with um, pursuing some art, um, artistic uh, um, endeavors um, in, with Hamilton has lots of old buildings and structures and bridges. And I like doing those sort of uh, depictions. That sounds like a good plan. And Mark, you mentioned how you were turned down by publishers, but that didn't stop you from self-publishing. Right. Yeah, I, I tried to publish this book originally about 10 years ago while I was teaching. And um, I, did, I had no success at all. It was very difficult to even get a New York or Toronto publisher to read one page. It's, it's a very competitive industry. I'm, I'm a first-time author. Um, so in science fiction is very competitive category. So it didn't really surprise me, but I did try. I sent out numerous uh, letters and got no positive responses. Um, so I, I, what I did is I, you know, there's a quote by Churchill. Churchill, Winston Churchill said that success is not final and failure is not fatal. So I thought about what this, I like the second part of that. Failure is not fatal. So I'm, I'm going to just go with that. And I have no success, but I've got the failure and I'll just, I'm not going to make it final. I'll just leave, I'll just leave it alone. And then when I retired from teaching about uh, two years ago, uh, I had much more time and uh, genetic engineering, I noticed was becoming even hotter topic, a lot more coming out. CRISPR, I mentioned those two scientists who got the Nobel Prize and um, also self-publishing, which you mentioned has become much more viable. So I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to bother with the traditional publishers. I'm going to try to self-publish this. So I, 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 re, I updated all the research. I, um, I had a couple editors look at the book and I improved some of the chapters and some of the character development. And I got some great feedback from the editors. And then I, um, I said, okay, I, I'm ready to publish this. That was about two months ago. And uh, so I just put it out there um, yeah, that's that's how that happened. So I, I think it was serendipity, actually. It was actually good luck that it was not accepted 10 years ago. I think now is a much better time for this novel, which is maybe another message to your listeners. So sometimes patience and just a uh, failure and patience can lead to something even more positive uh, if you just uh, sort of stick with it. Yeah. It's very well said, Mark. And out of curiosity, would you ever consider using this specific type of treatment in real life? Or is this just for fiction? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know if I would yet. I mean, the aging thing is very alluring. It's where the, if I mean, they'll probably invent the the day after I die, they'll probably come up with the way of stopping aging, right? So, but, uh, and I don't even know if I would accept that. Um, uh, it's, it's a very tough one. Um, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty content right now. So, uh, maybe when many people, yeah, yeah. Done it. yeah, yeah, I think I would do the same. I would wait to see. The results. Yeah. yeah, let them experiment on a few uh, other million people. <laughs> See how that goes. At least. And Mark, where can we find your books? Yeah, I well, I, I don't have an author website. So probably the best way is, um, I, there's a couple of ways. They could go to Quora. A lot of people use Quora for questions and answers. I have a, quite a presence on Quora. I 
written probably two books of answers on Quora. So if you go to Quora and then type in my name, Mark, M-A-R-K, Ryle, R-Y-A-L-L, you'll see me there. And the book link is right under my, in my biography, in my description. So they can do it that way. Or if um, people just want to type in the book, age decoded, age G-E, there's a uh, hyphen in there, then decoded, age hyphen decoded, and go to uh, do it on your favorite retailer like Amazon or Apple Books or Kobo or Indigo. Um, those there's a lot of retailers that have that book. Um, so just type in the title and it'll pop up. You'll see my name there in the cover. I, I love the cover. It's a beautiful cover, blue uh, mysterious cover, and my name on there. And uh, they can order the book. I, I believe it's about ten dollars US. Um, the cost of the book. So it's not too pricey, about average price. And it's only an ebook right now. I would like to maybe in the future get a print book. But right now, as a self published author, it's usually easiest to just start as an e electronic book. Yeah. And are you planning to write the sequel for Age Decoding? I, I am thinking of a sequel right now. And uh, also, I have to do it because in, my, in the book Age Decoded, uh, one of the secrets in the book is in, it's in one of the later chapters, the young man is reading a book and it's called Age Decoded 2. So that is my sequel. It's in my book. So mm -hmm. I have to write the sequel because it's it's mentioned in the book, right? <laughs> you have to. So, Matt, yes. thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It was a wonderful experience being on your, your program and you keep up the great work with this show. It's It's awesome. enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.